When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? Welcome to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. So after what they did to Philadelphia 76ers, nobody saw about that whole booing thing involving Ben Simmons, who didn't play in his return back to Philadelphia. 129-100 was the final. It was not even close, Jay, because mm. the Nets never trailed in that game. Kevin Durant, 25 points. But it's all about now going forward, the Brooklyn Nets, because the easy answer is, okay, they're ready. It is not that simple, no matter what happened last night. All can, I, I heard- can I be uh, Captain Obvious here for a minute, Jay? Yeah. Kyrie Irving is really good. I've been trying to tell you, man. I honed in on him this year. You know, I watched him, obviously, in Cleveland and Boston. But I've kind of just must-see TV for me when he's on the road playing. You remember, Q, when I was, trying to, I was trying to explain, like, um, and I was trying to put it into, like, an analogy of he's like an artist. So there's like a, a Picasso-like style to the way he plays. And his handles, the shooting, his layup package, this, the skill set of these two dudes combined. And their energy, like, they feed off of each other. Like, that stage last night was built specifically for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. Like, if you could have seen Key during a lockout, KD would go up to Rucker Park, and he would treat Rucker Park in New York like a famous outside, you know, uh, playground basketball style where all these incredible hoopers come and play. He was treating that stuff like Game 7. That's where you have a guy on the microphone Literally oh, yapping yeah. behind you, talking. I've been there. People talking trash to you. He's talking trash back. He loves environments like that. And both him and Kyrie, they thrive on that stuff. And Kyrie, no, is, it, yeah, go it ahead. was clear, Freddie, last night that they thrived on it. KD didn't yeah. back down at all from Embiid. And you usually, you know, KD going to say, he doesn't really say anything. He kind of just, I'm KD. I don't need to say nothing. But last night showed me something. It, it just, it, it pulled something out of him. That I hadn't seen in the past. Okay, oh, I'm gonna tell you right now, Key. KD be saying a lot. He, yeah, but not no, no, like no, no, no. that though. He, he was walking he, up on dude. Yeah, well, that, opposed to barking away. Yeah, but yeah, he he's slick with it, but he be saying a lot to people, it, it, especially yeah. if you if you like chirp at him real yeah. quick, he he gonna come right back at you hard. Jay, once to your point, Key, I'll, I'll never forget the conversation I had with Draymond Green, and I said, "Who's the guy that, that's a, a trash talker nobody knows about?" Without blinking an eye, he said, "Kevin Durant." Mm-hmm. I said, really, he goes, believe me, nobody hears it, but you hear it as players. And he has a way of getting underneath your skin after he's kicking your behind and taking names and doing that. I don't know how much he said to James Harden last night, his former team at the Brooklyn Nets. But whatever they didn't did, talk to each other during the pregame. Well, well, the two, yeah, two things oh, you really? saw, yeah, Kevin right. Durant, James Harden did not talk to each other during not the pregame. Mm-hmm. And Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons did not talk to each other pregame. Yeah, th- that was not going to happen, but afterwards. You sit there waiting on that. Huh? All the, you know, I, was, <laughs> I had all the different channels Man. and angles on NBA you, you, TV. You had like your own TNT, you? yes. You did. That's like the J-World Megacast for 76 in the Nets last night. All in it. it. All in it. But James Harden was not all in it 
Only three shots he made were behind the three-point line. He missed everything else outside of that. And he did a lot of conversation in terms of what happened losing to his former team. I think, uh, I mean, just missed shots. You know, there's no excuses. Um, I got to be better individually. Some, some, some turnovers were, you know, just careless. You know, individually, I got to be better. And then uh, as a team, you know, I watch film and see where can we be, we, where can we be better. And uh, we just try to continue to improve. Like, this is only our sixth game together as a unit. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure things out. But tonight was good for us, man. We, we, we got our ass kicked. And, you know, since I've been here, everything has been, you know, sweet. And, and, you know, we've been winning games. And so tonight was good for us. And we get an opportunity to come down to reality, um, you know, watch film and just continue to get better and making sure we hit the right strides. Well, that's good that he recognizes that because Jay Will recognized it the other day as he was talking to Pat Costello, one of our producers in, in Allen Yates, about Philadelphia hadn't played anybody in some of those victories that, you know, especially the first couple of victories, Jay, where they was out there just looking like the Globetrotters on those teams. <laughs> and you astutely said, wait a minute, man. They ain't played nobody. Y'all need to calm this down. Well, I mean, look, James Harden has a chance to do something different this year. First off, I give him credit. There's accountability there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I like the fact that every team has to go through adversity. They got beat up by Miami. He didn't play. Still don't know why he didn't play. If it was still the injury, that was only – We'll never know. When that, two games ago, then they beat the Bulls, which you know is starting to make Key's point right about the Bulls, which hurts my feelings, but he's not wrong. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously last night. So, like, my thing is, though – that still doesn't take away from the narrative that is following James Harden. I don't care what anybody says. When games are really, really big, a lot of us are still waiting to see who James Harden will be in those crucial moments down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Will he be able to answer the bell? And in an environment last night, it just seemed like James Harden shrunk. And it's something that we're going to pay attention to, especially when expectations are for this team to win a world championship. Like, you know, he had it a little bit in Houston when they got deep into the playoffs. But from the onset of this trade, this team is good enough to win it, and there's no excuses now. Yeah, James shot 17% from the field. He was 0 from 10. I mean, you know, like you said, Freddie hit the threes, but that was pretty much it. 11 points. I just – I didn't expect for him or Embiid to play as as poorly as they did. Sure. Um, I thought Embiid would dominate, as I talked about yesterday, because of the size factor and – you know, who who did the Nets really have prior to last night that could match with him and guard him? Nobody you would think going into that game, but certainly things panned out for the Nets on a 129-100 victory over the 76ers. Well, he did have 14 free throw attempts in the first quarter. I mean, he was he he punished Andre Drummond so bad that Andre Drummond rolled his ankle on a drive to the rim, right? So then you had Nick Nick Claxton that tried to come in and guard him. So, But as the game progressed and KD and Kyrie got hot, yeah. it seemed like the attention went away from Joel Embiid and went in more to James Harden and everybody else trying to do something more. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Gourmet Chef Kev hit us on Twitter at Key J. Max and says, Harden was great in Houston when he was the number one option, but when he was paired with other stars, he does not look great. That can't be the excuse for James Harden. Because how many times has he been paired with a star and it didn't work out? He was paired with Chris Paul in Houston. And if Chris Paul doesn't get injured, we might be having a whole different conversation because mm-hmm. they were giving Golden State that work, especially Chris Paul in that series. So you, whenever James Harden has been with stars, whatever has been bad luck or whatever that has been, something has always prevented him 
from getting to that next level of being a leader on a team to get to the NBA championship and win the NBA championship. He doesn't have to worry about that now because Joel Embiid is the star. But you know what, James Harden? He can't just be a lone wolf. If Joel Embiid's going to step up, and I know he's going to, Jay and Key, then if you're James Harden, you can't just let him do it and not provide that kind of robin to his Batman in Philadelphia. Jay, who's the best team in the East now? We got a chance to see the two that people thought was the best. Who's the best? I would say the Milwaukee Bucks. And I, I would have said, Key, the Brooklyn Nets. But I think the KD injury and that hole that they got in, right now I, I really think they're in a precarious situation because they need to – Cleveland, who's in the sixth spot. Right now the Nets are in the eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, who's in the sixth spot, is five games ahead of the Brooklyn Nets. So it's looking like with 15, 16 games left to go in the regular season that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in that 7-8 range. That 7-8 range, if they flip-flop with Toronto or even if Toronto stays ahead of them, Kyrie can't play in those games in Toronto. And he can't play in home games. And and that's a big-time matchup that, oh, yeah. that worries me because just with Kevin Durant, I, I think Kevin Durant's really good. And honestly, I, you hope that Ben Simmons will be able to come back and give them a lift. I don't know who Ben Simmons is as a scorer. Is he a scorer? No. <laughs> so I mean, like, realistically. I, that, that, that's, I mean, look, they still have a chance to get by Toronto, but I think that puts them in a weird position. I would still say the Bucks. No one talks about a team that's won six in a row in Milwaukee. And yeah. it's just the way and they had a, it. And had a, a, a finals MVP who had a 50-point triple-double. Absolutely. Nobody <laughs> talks about that anymore. Milwaukee, it's the best motivation for the Milwaukee Bucks. By the way, speaking of that whole situation involving Kyrie Irving, Mandates. This is from Agent Wojnarowski dropping this Woj bomb on January 13th, and I quote, to be clear on the hypothetical ability for a team to pay a fine for an unvaccinated player to play in a marketplace that local ordinances forbid, NBA memo the organization on September 1st says that teams must follow local laws and players who don't comply won't be able to play, end quote. That's kind of a future so, unlived situation, potentially, with the Brooklyn Nets. Why? And you're saying you're not all, all in because of that involving this team, Jay? Well, I mean, the other mandate has been lifted, but due to the private sector mandate, he, he can't play. Um, and we, <laughs> we didn't find out about this until a couple of weeks ago about mm-hmm. the private sector mandate. Uh, I just it, – it, it, I can't argue against it. It's a rule. It's a rule I don't like. It's a rule I think that is pretty erroneous, by the way. Um, but it's what's in place, and I think that's the thing that can hinder the net season. Great stuff by Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie Coleman, Infamax, Kellerman, and Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. We pivot to another day, another trade in the National Football League. So what will happen next? Is another quarterback about to be on the move? Part of that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, well, you tell me. Is this hot news or is not news? You're so scary. You're going to throw it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it could be redundant. Hot news and not news of the NFL. Even though no NFL games are being played, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. It's always great to bring in Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL Insights. She's going to join the show, part of Hot News or Not News. Kmart. Right. Kmart, that's right. Kmart, what's that's up, right. What's up? what's up? What's going on, girl? Khalil Mack traded to the Los Angeles charge from the Chicago Bears. Kimberly, is that Hot News or Not News? Uh, Freddie, that is Hot News because you know what? It shows that Brandon Staley and the Chargers and Tom Telesco, their GM, are not sitting idly by. They watch the LA Rams team in their city win the Super Bowl, and you know what the Chargers are doing? They're saying, we're going all in this year. We've got Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. We're going to get Khalil Mack. We're going to short Mike Williams. And uh, I think the Chargers are definitely a team to watch in the AFC West. Yeah, it's blazing hot news, and Kim is blazing. right. They're certainly the team to watch in the AFC West. When you think about Joey Bosa and Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. and just some of the things that they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded coach. That's how he was hired as the head coach of the Chargers. They certainly are headed in the right direction. It is hot news. Yeah, I think it's blazing news. I've been talking all year about the missing link for the Chargers is their defense that gave up the fourth most points per game last season. And I think this puts them in the conversation when you add, you know, pressure like that. Yes. All right, Kimberly, the Panthers aren't necessarily shopping Christian McCaffrey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but they're <laughs> at least willing to listen, according to ESPN's David Newton, who covers the Carolina Panthers. Kmart, is this hot news or not news? It's, it's hot news from the standpoint of we think about the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey is uh, supposed to be a huge piece of their offense. Unfortunately, injuries have been the issue of late. I think he's played 10 games in the last two seasons. I, I, I'm not surprised that they're, they're listening or people are calling. Um, and But even when he's been hurt, their offense hasn't necessarily suffered all that often. Yeah, it's not news to me. I, I think when Kimberly just said it right there, when you've missed the amount of games that he's missed in a short period of time, you certainly don't want to pay a running back that type of money to miss more games. And if you can yeah. get something for him and somebody values him more than you do, bye-bye, see you later. Yeah, I, I, I think it's hot news. I'm really weary about paying running backs. But, Kmart, I would ask you, how would he change the landscape in Buffalo if he went there? Oh, mm. oh that's a good question, Jay. Because to me – a run game, that, that's, that's what the Bills are missing. Like, the mm-hmm. Bills are this close to being a Super Bowl, like, potential dynasty. Like, this is a team that could win multiple Super Bowls if they just figure out what they're doing in the run game. Christian McCaffrey would obviously help, but again, it's the injuries that give me and I think some teams pause as far as how much you're willing to pay or give up, uh, you know, as far as draft capital, if you're going to try to, you know, trade them or, or figure out a deal that way. 
Hit her on Twitter by Kimberly A. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL insider reporter, joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2, doing a little hot news and not news NFL style, of course. Colin Kaepernick has not stopped working out. He continues to do that. He says, and I quote Kimberly, he is in the best shape of his life, end quote. Is this hot news or not news? Mm, I'm sorry, Freddie. I think it's not news. Uh, he could keep working out. I just, I feel like that window has closed. Honestly, I feel like the window is closed. And to no fault of his own, I feel like, you know, he was robbed of a fair opportunity five years ago, but he hasn't played in five years. And and that's that's the sticking point for me. We haven't seen Ka- Kaepernick on a field in five years, and I don't think there's there are many teams that are clamoring, thinking Colin Kaepernick could be a great backup competitor and be a potential starter for us. You know, it's not news, Freddie, because a lot of what Kim has said, you know, five years off. I think the last quarterback that I could think of that had a significant time off was Randall Cunningham. And he came back at the Minnesota Vikings and lit things on fire. But he wasn't gone because of the issues that people thought Kaepernick was bringing to the National Football League. So I think with that plus the time off, they're not going to – It's yeah, that window's closed, man. They're not going to do it. Yeah, I agree with you both. I wish it was different. You don't want to, don't you? I don't yeah, want you to. You don't want no, to. No, not at all. I, can hear I, mean, it. I, I think since that point in time, so much has happened in our country between George Floyd, the pandemic, uh, us recognizing some of the issues that we have to confront and face. And I wish we could be in a place where it was actually about football for a cap. Um, but unfortunately, I, I don't think it's going to be. Kimberly, we got, can't forget about, of course, the trade with Khalil Mack going to the Chargers. Part of a trade a day in the National Football League. Russell Wilson on Tuesday. Carson Wentz on Wednesday. Khalil Mack on Thursday. Kimberly A. Martin filling this blank. Blank will be traded from the blank to the blank on Friday. Oof. Oh, my God. Today? Come on, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> hey, Adam Schultz put out what? the tweet. I'm just trying to trampoline off it you know, and wanting your you expertise, what? but I'm the bad guy here. <laughs> Yeah, you are the bad guy, Freddie. Um, okay, I, I can't give you Friday, but it's funny. I was talking to a, a league exec yesterday, and we we're talking about Deshaun Watson. My my bold prediction is Deshaun Watson actually moves next week, right? But he's got the grand jury um, thing today. I was told if if somehow it's resolved today, if teams feel comfortable today, somebody said, you know what, he can move Saturday. So that's not Friday, Freddie. But it'll wow. be interesting to see what happens today because teams are really – they're keeping a watchful eye on this Deshaun Watson situation because if there's any chance that he is in the clear, teams will be calling up the Houston Texans ready to go. Even with 22 allegations still out there. Listen, the Panthers wanted him last year. And, uh, you know, th- and we weren't even close to having a resolution um, then. So there are teams – because. It, Again, strictly football. Mm -hmm. The talent is undeniable. And guys like that don't come free or aren't available. And he's made it clear, I'm not playing for you guys. I'm not playing for the Texans anymore. He wants to go elsewhere. The question is, what will the team give up? And will the Texans allow a team to say, we'll give you some ones, but if anything happens and he's suspended or, or, or something else happens, we get to recoup some of our, our picks or the picks change. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Freddie. Kmart, you made mention of the Panthers. Who else are some of the other options? <sighs> I mean, so Jimmy G, to me, is, is if, if I'm the Colts, I want Jimmy G. If, mm-hmm. if I could put a QB with the Colts, I would put Jimmy G or Marcus Mariota. Um, You've got now that Carson's off the board. No, um, no, I mean, who are I the mean, other? Op- got- who, who would be the other options for Deshaun Watson? 
Oh, for Deshaun Watson. Yes. Oh, so a lot of teams are interested. So Seattle, you know, people thought, oh, well, they got rid of Russell. Oh, they got rid of Bobby Wagner. They're about, they're in rebuild mode. Oh, not necessarily. They may be retooling, not necessarily rebuilding. They have all that draft capital that they got for that haul for Russell. They could, that's the ammo that they could use to get Deshaun. Panthers are obviously interested. A team like the Saints are keeping a watchful eye. Even some of the, a team like the Steelers are keeping an eye. Even though the Steelers are known for not spending a lot of money and trying to make deals like that, they're keeping a watchful eye. There are teams that have QBs right now that are keeping a watchful eye on this Deshaun situation because if anything changes and they feel good about moving forward with him, chances are he might be a better quarterback than what's on their roster right now. Kimberly, do you think at all Kirk Cousins can be on the move at all? I don't. From what I've been hearing, I don't think so. But I understand if you're a team that has a roster that is, is close to being a contender or could be a contender, I understand why Kirk would make sense. But everything I'm hearing is that Minnesota, new GM, new, new head coach, um, that they're not looking to move Kirk. Always great to have Kimberly A. Martin because Brooklyn girls do it better. ESPN NFL analyst and hit on Twitter at by Kimberly A. Kimberly, always a pleasure, my friend. Keep you the great work. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, Kimberly. Yeah, I tell you, getting back to the whole Deshaun Watson thing real quick because she is exactly right. We all know this, Key and Jay. When you have talent, NFL teams will go a long way with leeway to try to get you on their football team. Yeah, I, I think you, you're right, Freddie. As long as yep. it's, I don't want to say clean, but mm-hmm. it's not as damning and damaging as it is seems to be right now. Sure. You know, if, 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 you know, because the number's such a large number, man, it's just, it's just hard. But you also got to remember in these situations, it's not just about the head coach and the general manager. It's about the owner. It's about the owner's wife. It's about the owner's daughters. It's about the owner's wife's friends when they at the little bingo, playing a little bingo. You know, all of that has to factor in when you're making decisions like this. And you got to think about the fan base as well. Me personally, as if I were an owner, I wouldn't touch it until I heard what the grand jury's decision was. Mm-hmm. And then it would still take a lot for me to work through that considering what came out on the other side. And remember, under the personal conduct policy, he can be suspended. That can be anywhere from six games, eight games. We don't know what that's going to be because the NFL is not just going to have him come back to the National Football League without any kind of penance that he's going to have to pay, depending what's going to be decided. But Calvin Ridley suspended for the whole year. i am just put that in perspective. I know they're two different things. I don't want to digress. I'm just saying. That's why Key is smiling right now because the word inconsistency popped in his head when it comes to NFL discipline. That's why he's smiling like that. Right, Key? Am I right or wrong? Well, I mean, it's all across the board, right? I mean, it's all across the board. The rules in different places for different things. Back in the day, a guy smoked some weed. He was – he was basically thrown, you know, cannabis as we call it now. Right. He was basically thrown to the wolves. Duke can go inject some steroids in his body, and they'd be like, yeah. So it was always, <laughs> it's just all different rules, different yeah. rules. Yeah, different rules, different shows for different folks. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman, or Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We're going to talk about the hottest player in the NBA right now, but he is not number one according to the round ball rankings of Jay Williams. What in the name of Larry Bird is going on there? He might be the most skilled big with that size that the game has ever seen. You add his play with this team, it's over. Jay's round ball rankings. The game is over. 
Huh. Look at you. Got you see my intro voice. music? Yeah. Yeah. I, I need that kind of walk-up music. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about today. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and the round ball rankings, according to Jay Williams, brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. So top five players 25 and under that you would build around from number five through number one the floor is yours so i am acting as a pseudo general manager here for johnson williams and coleman our team that we own okay, okay? the jwc so I like five that. players <laughs> under 25 that i personally me how i see players will like to build my franchise around let's start with number five Number five. Number five. <laughs> I got a tie. I know you're probably not going to like a tie, but I got one anyway. I got LaMelo Ball on one hand, and I give my boy Keyshawn Johnson a lot of credit. He's been yelling it from the mountaintops that LaMelo Ball has a legit chance to be the face of the NBA one day. Between social media, between the style in which he plays, I think the only thing that may hold them back to a degree is the market. We'll see if he stays down there, but I do I think LA he's a chance. LA is calling. And there's always a political push for Key to get somebody to LA. I got LaMelo Ball actually in a tie with my boy down in the ATL in Trey Young. Now, people probably say, how could you do that? Because Trey Young has been phenomenal. You saw him ball out last year at Madison Square Garden when they beat the Knicks. Trey Young is incredible. It's just the size of that, right? The size and the frame of Trey Young a little bit worry me, but I got them for a tie at number five. Let's go number four. That would be your cue. Number four. Yeah, Cam. There, there it is, Cam. We're a little bit late. Calling it's our first time doing this. We're going to work on it. Number four. Number four. That's what we do. Shady. Accountability on my – I'm sorry. Am Shady. I the GM? Is this my team? Accountability, Fred Coleman. <laughs> Number four. I didn't even call you Fred. Number I four. Fred. I know. That's the, the other side of this. I feel though. like my mom. Forgot the final about three letters of my first name. Wow. Devin Booker. I mean, D-Book is nasty. And look, he has a lot of that Kobe Bryant mentality in him as a two guard. The way he shoots the ball is absolutely pure. People question around, you know, can he keep it at a high level consistently throughout the course of the year? I think we're seeing Devin Booker really blossom into a superstar in the league. He kind of fits right there in that cuss at 25, about turn 26. So I was able to squeeze him in. That's number four. Number three. Man, let's go to Memphis. Let's go to Job ja Morant. Now, probably people think I'm crazy because I got Ja at number three. I'm just saying what he's been doing this year has been spectacular. At 6'3", a buck 85, he's like a 2022 of Allen Iverson, right? Man. May not be able to shoot Man, the ball like AI, going. but he's different, Key. That boy <laughs> built differently. The only thing that kind of worries me a little bit about him is that, man, I just – I like bigger guards. Okay. At the end of the day, I like bigger guards. And that size and that frame, you can get beat up a lot to a degree in the league because of the strength of the guards. But that's number three. Number two. Jason Tatum. I mean, I, I, I try to tell this story. A lot of – two people have asked me for my number when they try to come to Duke. One was Cam Reddish, which is after JT. And I just – it didn't feel right for me. JT, it was the first time anybody's really asked me for it. I didn't really know how to handle it. But I'm kind of like, if there was one dude that I allowed to rock the number 22 that is retired in the Raptors at Duke, it would have been Jason Tatum. Man, I mean, he was hating. I, I wasn't hating. I just, I had, I, had, I had to receive National Player of the Year, and I had to graduate to get that. So there's a little bit of animosity, not animosity, but I had to work for it in order okay, to get it. I get it. But Jason Tatum is so special. People forget, before the league was shut down, you know, two years ago, there was a game in L.A. where he went for close to – I think he went for 50. 
right? And it was at the Staples Center. You just felt like it, it seemed right. He wants to own that stage. And I will say this. I think they are the third best team in the Eastern Conference right now okay. with mm. the way they are defending in the month of March and February. It's been special. That's number two. And number one. Number one. Luca, man. It, it, it's, it's a Luca for me. And mm-hmm. I, I did my podcast, The Limits, <laughs> on NPR with Mark Cuban. We talked a lot about this because Mark was like, look, man, this guy is finally – Think about this. Finally focus on his nutrition and his body. Yeah, he's no longer Chick-fil-A du- Duca. He's now just Luca. I'm like, wait, so Chick-fil-A Luca was Chick-fil-A. in the MVP conversation? Mm-hmm. Chick- and now this dude is actually focused on his body, and look what he's done with this team thus far this year. I mean, averaging 35 points in this past month, it, he's been spectacular. And I just – when you hear LeBron James say, hey, with my first signature shoe, I would hire – I would bring on Luca to be the face of my signature shoe – I think that speaks about the greatness of what Luka Doncic will be in the league for a very long time. He will be number one. Chick for Luka. Chick for Luka. Yeah, that's a, that's a, your list. Your list is straight. Anybody I mean, why, I'm missing? Why, why, why did you? Why, why did you think that people would have a problem with Ja being three? Just because I I think a lot of people and I'm on the Ja train right now. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm the first guy to say yeah. I think they can make it to the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I I think it's hard not to fall in love with Ja Key. Like you know how you yeah. said when you when you when you fo- but when you focused in on Kyrie play you like damn, I'm, I'm, yeah. like if you were to Facts. focus in on job play you'd be like, damn, it's just yeah. special. He, he, he just him number yeah. one. Yeah, job right. I'll I'll give you two dudes that'll probably make your list in a couple of years. Brandon Ingram, only twenty four years of age. The Slim Reaper I, is carrying New Orleans. There's only the there's only one Slim there. Reaper. Well, he doesn't want that nickname. There's only one Slim Reaper. He's KD. He doesn't want that nickname. So you got to give it to Brandon Ingram. I just – the only question I have about B.I. is, is there that fire every night? It may be a quiet fire. It's just not showing on the surface. And plus, he's not the dude with that organization because they're still waiting for Zion Williamson. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you another one. Darius Garland of Cleveland. Yeah. But see, once again, tiny – like. Uh, I don't want to say, I see, I stopped myself. You had to. I stopped myself. Because was waiting to pounce. He over here, you see a little smile, I see him looking from he the was, side. Look at him. What he you give, about to say? You Did you say right Darius Garland was tiny? Did I, is that what I thought <laughs> you said? That though. Like, he, like, here's my thing. I, I, I'm 6'2". I know I'm small in the big scheme of things, mm-hmm. but I'm 200 pounds, right? It's like when you go against Chauncey, like that frame is different. Chauncey yeah. Bills is 215 pounds. When I see guards, they're like a buck yeah. 80. I'm like, <sighs> Well, Garland's 6'1", 192. He's built like an NFL cornerback. Is, is he really 191? Just going by the listing. Don't uh, get on me. I well, don't, don't kill by, the went by my program. I was six three two zero five. Well, that's a Shashevsky thing. No, that, no, that's just a smaller <laughs> guard thing. I know if my son ever wanted to go to Duke and play basketball, and he wanted to wear twenty two, we not even asking. Nah, they gonna give it to him. Nah, with the way you treat me on this show, that ain't never happened. I'm about to say that be that be blood on the floor between you two. There's no way. <laughs> he wouldn't go. To, he wouldn't go to Duke anyway. He a Trojan man. He a USC guy. Yeah, oh, y'all well, need well, all the help y'all can get. Well, well Enfield got that new extension, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, no, they do it key. Y'all all right though. Y'all all right. Yeah. Yeah, we always we're a good tournament team. That we gonna always go to the tournament and lose. Yeah. Hey. I don't well, know about that this year. I think you get the Sweet 16, USA. Yeah, yeah that's still the tournament. Mm-hmm. We like Gonzaga. What? <laughs> we get there. And then, well, Key, know, they made the championship game last Key, what's year. Your cap, <laughs> Key, what's your cap rate out there? We don't spend y'all money anymore. Y'all under the salary cap or y'all over? Yeah, we don't, we don't spend money on athletes in, at USC. Yeah, yeah because they're paying that no, luxury tax. That's not what they we do, got sir. that luxury tax waving in front of their our, faces. Our, um, All of the our academics is, is what you get. It's You know, you get the academics and you have an opportunity to graduate. Yeah. 
and be a part of a great community here at the University of Southern California. He really did because he forgot about the cap academics. Key is the master of coach talk. Like, politic talk, he's the master of it. He playing. You talk about a guy who has the full arsenal. He got the full set. He's Keyshawn Johnson, and he wants to represent you. All I can tell you is if you were to attend the University of Southern California, it would have been one of the greatest experiences of your life. Uh, academically, we are up there with some of the finest institutions in America. Keyshawn, no 2024. Keyshawn, 2024. Keyshawn, 2024. <laughs> Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story like Keyshawn's political run from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. With Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Brady coming in for Max Kellerman, and Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. So baseball is trying to recover from a disastrous spring, but it was almost made even worse. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. From Cameron Indoor to the Coliseum and everywhere in between, from A to Z. <laughs> if people could actually hear behind the scenes of Key, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio with Keyshawn Johnson and J. Williams. I think I used to be Freddie Coleman, not sure. Uh, on ESPN Radio and ESPN 2. Got a simple phone call with a man and his kids just developed a whole man. different situation. Oh my I hope my God. son is tall, though. Uh, I hope he's tall. God, I got tears <laughs> with you two, man. You, you two are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tall compared to me. I oh. am tall. Thank you, oh Evan. My God. Thank you. Jeez. We're, yeah. oh, uh, are we doing A to Z? I think we are doing A to Z. Yeah, we A to Z in it. Is there production to <laughs> save us all? Amelia to Zane. Those are my kids' names. Let's go. <laughs> we came in with the production. I know you guys were busy laughing. But oh it's already been hit. Thank yeah. you. Anyway, Duke beat Glad we're paying attention, Cam. Yeah, we're, I'm Keyshawn I'm Johnson, and I officially approve this message. <laughs> we taped that one during the break for you, Key. Oh, man. Every time you go into oh, one of these politically God. correct rants. Jeez. Welcome to the end of my ESPN radio career on this program. <laughs> Duke beat Syracuse, the ACC turned apart at A to Z. They played without suspended star buddy Beheim, but, man, they took them to the mat. They had a one-point lead with 332 to play in the second half. But Duke, the top seed in the ACC tournament, they closed with a 10-0 run. They beat Syracuse 80-79. to They advanced to the semifinals of the ACC tournament. Here's Coach K on getting past Syracuse. I thought we started the game well. 
then fell in love with the three-point shot and I think thought it was going to be easier. And they got momentum. Our, our, we started fouling and they saw the ball go in a lot. And, and then it was a hell of a game. Man, Jimmy Beheim was giving us buckets. Mm-hmm. It makes me worried. Actually, if Buddy Beheim had been playing, that might have been even scarier. <laughs> uh, but, but look, uh, it's, it's all about surviving advance. At this time of the year, Wendell Moore played his tail off. You're still looking for more continuity from Duke's team. They got Miami today. Yeah. Split the regular season with Miami. So, it, it, look, it, it, it's going to be interesting whenever you get into this stuff. Uh, but Duke has to find ways to make the game easy. And this is a young basketball team. I like their chances in the tournament, but I'm, I just – there's a part of me that gets worried about their guard play having dynamic leadership from the guard perspective that can get them to be a national champion. Maybe Coach K can see if you got some eligibility left to help out in the tournament. Speaking of almost tournament time, tune in tonight <laughs> for the Big 12 semifinals. Coach begins at 6.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball – they and the players reached a tentative agreement on a new CBA. It's going to be a 162-game season. It ended the second-longest work stoppage at 99 days in the history of Major League Baseball. Spring training camps will open on Sunday. Free agent signings and trades will continue to abound starting today, probably. And baseball will attempt to return to some semblance of normalcy after months of fraught negotiations. Here's ESPN Baseball Insider Buster Olney on the show and how the deal got done to make sure the show is not going to be stopped. Yesterday, when the owner sent the proposal to the Players Association, the executive committee of the union, which is mostly comprised of Scott Boris clients, they voted 8-0 against the deal, unanimous against the deal. But when the player reps spoke with the rank-and-file players, they were like, no. (laughs) They overwhelmingly voted to go back to work 26-4 to within the team votes and that's how we got to this moment. The, the middle class, the rank-and-file players saying, enough, we need to go forward and, and get back on the field. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, it's – look, I, it is it, what it is. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I try to admit money makes the world go round. And when guys start missing paychecks, you know, it, it's like, all right, it, it's, it's time to go. That middle class, just like Buster said, like when that, that forces the movement, it's time to go. Money is always the key to solving the issues when you have labor disagreements. Yep. Always. Yeah. You follow the money. And by the way, think about this, guys. Now that they have the agreement, an opening day is scheduled for April 7th. That means we are going to have Jackie Robinson Day on April 15th. This year, the 75th anniversary of his debuting for the Los Angeles, Brooklyn Dodgers, excuse me, breaking the color barrier of Major League Baseball. Can you imagine if you didn't have baseball on that significant date with that significant mm. person in the history of your sport? Key. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. Uh, it certainly wouldn't be good. I mean, what two years ago in 2020, I think we we because of the pandemic, it was obviously uh, not on that date. Um, but it's been you know it's been fun with it. I've gone to many games in my young life on April 15th on that day to enjoy it. I just hope I hope that I was I was gonna look at my schedule Dodgers schedule. I'm hope I'm in town and the Dodgers are playing because I certainly would love to go. I am so fascinated about how MLB improves the way they market mm-hmm. their individual players and their brand. Come and, on now. You know, one of the things that Buster said when we spoke to him earlier this past hour was that, you know, due to all the free agent moves that are happening and all the trades that will occur, that it might be a good way to kind of get past 
all the labor disagreements that we've had over the past several months. But but how you market guys like Mike Trout? We made the point last week. I mean, like Mike Trout has 1.9 million Instagram followers, and a guy like Tyler Hero, who a lot of people may not even know who he is, plays for the Miami Heat. You know, finally made an All Star this year, comes off the bench, has 2.9 million. Mm-hmm. You know, followers on IG. So how they go about that's going to be interesting to watch. You yeah, get- it's it it's going to be uh, interesting because they're going to loosen up some things in Major League Baseball on how they promote the players and let players do certain things. So that's going to certainly bring some eyeballs to Major League Baseball. But because it's been this way for for as long as I can remember, they're yep. just not into individuals for whatever reason. It, it's just baseball is this old stale type of culture and the way that they think and the way they've done things. And you could clearly see it just because of when you look at uh, the way that they, when guys celebrate, the way that they don't like that, they always got an issue with that. It's the old guard. It's those sort of things. But I think times is changing. They've got to change with the times. They yeah. can't stay the same. And Keisha, on the trampoline off what you and Jay just said, because they still have a 19th century mentality in the 21st yes. century. For prime example, I'll never forget they had a, a preseason game, and they have Mookie Beck's mic in the outfield. And he's having a conversation while playing the game with Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez, and Tim Kirkson. Balls hit down the right field line. You also hear, oh, not going to get to this one, boys. And they're busting out laughing in the booth. And I'm thinking, That's what they need. why would you not want to have something like that? Because anybody below the age of 100 is going to see that and want to be a part of something like that. Hey, why don't you do that more often to show the star quality of your players in the major leagues? And guess what? I mean, Gen Zs and millennials don't watch TV anymore. They don't want to sit there in front of a TV screen for three and a half hours. They watch yeah. social media. Unless they're binging something they want to watch. Exactly, but th- th- those are social media clips that will make Absolutely. me actually watch a clip no of doubt. a game to be informed about what no happened. No yeah, see that. me, new millennial, Gen Z. I don't do any of that. <laughs> That's not you? That's not for you? You watch, you, you watch the whole Dodgers game, though. Can you be locked? I just, I can't. Unless I'm there, I can't give me, do it. Give me, give me 10 innings of Dodgers, I'm good. I can't See, I'm an old school it. guy, too. I'm like Key, because as a Mets fan, you give me that baseball game. But I also know that the problems they bring upon themselves by not marketing their sport the way they're supposed to. You could never allow Tyler Hero and Mike Trout to walk down the street. People know Tyler Hero more than anyone know Mike Trout from that standpoint. Mm. But baseball is back, and free agency is here. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.